explosion. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And we are here with episode 158 with U.S. Special Forces Operator and American Hero Joseph Tedai. And we were, we were just talking about uh, Kamala Harris, and uh, yeah, I was telling you about all the memes on the Donald, and you you were shitting your pants. It's a uh, oh, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. let me give a shout out to the Donald. All right, the last bastion of free speech <laughs> in the country. Really? Woo, oh, man. I mean, seriously. It's, dude, you're right. It's, it's, you can't fucking, we were just saying, they're booting Trump off Facebook. They're booting, yeah, they're Twitter? suspending his campaign on Twitter. It's, it's, uh, the Donald was kicked off of Reddit, which, by the way, took $300 million from Tencent, which is 100% owned by the CCP. You're joking me, dude. No, I'm not, dude. It's a fucking, they are, they can't take the guns, so they're going for the First Amendment. They're, uh, they're an anaconda. Oh, my God. They're rapping slowly. It's a uh, the guys. It's so funny. It's like they have how embarrassing they've done. Er, they've done everything but drop the fucking J dam on this guy. And he's still by. I mean, heaven forbid if he actually had a chance to be the president for a while. You know what I mean? I know. Like, I know. He's had to fight all this bullshit off even before he was elected. I know. I, it's, it's, so, it's so embarrassing. It, and now you've got, you know, Biden's new VP. <laughs> wow. Imagine that. Never would have expected that one. <laughs> 88 straight days as of today. What's today? August 12th, 2020? As of today, 88 straight days of uh, anti-cop protesting. Uh, Biden chooses a fucking cop. Dude, (laughs) I I had her in my top three pick. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It was a no-brainer. She was actually my third pick. Yeah. Um, And so, um, yeah, that's a no-brainer for him. But you know what, dude? How embarrassing. You know what? Was she the former senator? Or a senator for California, and if she, I think she was the uh, attorney general too. Yeah, she. But, if, but if you look at her policies, did you know that she was looking? And it's online. She's looking for a quote-unquote path for undocumented um, aliens to come into our country. It's it's. She wants to make a path. It's, it's a word for well, her. Uh, for those individuals to, to get into our society. They are, I mean, they are the masters of euphemisms and semantics. God almighty. It's, it's a back door oh. for a bunch of illegal immigrants, but it's a path for undocumented Dude. workers. It's Yeah, that's what it was, for undocumented, yeah, it's undocumented. for undocumented workers. And they can only exist when there's no opposition online, which is why. Because all their bullshit doesn't work when every person's going, hey, that's not good. So what do they do? They ax you from all the social media. Exactly. It's like it's like hitting the block and delete button. Yeah. Stay yeah, late. Yeah, yeah. Stay late. Just keep it. Yeah. Just keep it perfect. Keep the situation. These people, I don't know what the fuck kind of water they're drinking, <laughs> but holy shit, man. I am dude. Wow. Not well water. Not not well water from God's clean earth. It's a oh, it's a bunch dude. of fucking communists. But but yeah. Yeah, so Literally. Yeah. No, no. I don't mean that in some like uh, funny like, insult. I mean, social, yeah, dude, I mean, so joke, sadly, I mean, socialism it's, it's is socialism just times 10. No, socialism is just communism light. It's a precursor. Uh, socialism is just it's right before the fucking it's. Um, but I'll tell you what, hey, Tom, I'll tell you what's going to be funny, though. Wait till Biden has got to freaking go toe to toe with Trump. He won't. In a debate. He won't. They'll find a way it, to cancel it. It's going to be literally like a freaking kindergartner trying to fight a high school kid. Like, mm-hmm. It's going to be. It's gonna be grisly ugly for Biden. It's, it's. I don't think the. I don't think he's gonna do it. They're gonna find a way to use COVID to not do it. Mark my words. 
August 12th, 2020. It, it, Mark my words. Be the, that's what I'm saying. That'll put the nail in Biden's coffin when he tries to go toe-to-toe with a guy like Trump who's super polished and just calls it like it is. He's going to look like a fool. I mean, like a fool. I mean as evil and as evil as she is and as much as I hate her, the reality is, is like Hillary Clinton was a formidable opponent and Trump beat her. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't, look, I don't like Hillary Clinton, but she is very well polished. She's intelligent. What does she have, Jesus like, 30 Christ. some years in, you know, in, you know, in the government? She's very, very polished and very smart, and he still hammered her. So, yeah, Biden don't have a chance. He, he doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell, dude. I don't think he will. I think they're going to use COVID to say that we can't do debates because mm-hmm. they know that. It, it, dude, what's your what's your thoughts about these mail-in ballots? What are your what are your what are your thoughts about that? Well, yesterday or was it forty eight hours ago? There were twenty five thousand fake IDs uh, busted <laughs> busted on a shipment from where? China to Michigan. Come on. Yep. Wonder what that was for. Twenty five thousand. China ain't making fake IDs for money. They're not stupid. They can make money doing other shit. They're doing it for political means. Dude, you can't even make that shit up. You can't make that you shit can't... up. 25000 dude. Dude, it's August, and I still haven't got my stimulus check. I'm sorry, but I'm not fucking banking on the Postal Service. Stimulus what? The stimulus check. The sti- yeah. Yeah, I never got yeah. it. We're in August. Dude, you want to hear something crazy? Yeah, what's So, um, I, I know this off a totally different path here. I know seven people that um, signed up to get the COVID-19 test, yeah. right? They, you can go online here, and if you're if you're asymptomatic, you're kind of like at the lower end of the spectrum. They want, they'll get to you, but at a certain time. But anyway, sure. seven people filled out the form online, they asked you all these questions, and I went and looked at it, because I want to get tested too. So um, yeah, answer all these questions, and then they basically send you a date and time to go to a local place to get tested. Yep. I know seven people that didn't even get tested, okay? Two days after they filled out their online paperwork, they got a thing back that said that they tested positive. And they never went and got tested. That's... Seven. That, that's eerie. Seven. Not that's- one. And I know these people do. They don't bullshit. Seven people. I, I talked to Dale about this, and it's like... I don't know how true this is. I've read different things about it, but somebody told me, who supposedly know these hospitals that are doing these tests. Tests. If somebody tests positive, they're getting thirteen grand. Thirteen grand, and if they go, and if they go on life support for more than, uh, I think it's more than five minutes, or it might be five hours, they get thirty-seven thousand dollars. That's from Elon Musk. Elon Musk said that on Rogan. You tell me they're in an incentive. Dude, it's insurance fraud. Or I don't know what the hell kind of fraud it is, but it's fucking fraud. It's yeah, and it's 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 a weird gray area because w- when you bring up these when you bring up these statistics, people immediately want to lump you into saying like, "Oh, COVID's a hoax." No, I mean, the virus is very real. That's not. I'm not no, it's very yeah, real. It's, there are a lot of fucking people dying. My cousin's right, my right. cousin's fiance lost four aunts, all in their fifties, to COVID. It's fucking real. The guy who wrote no, Stacy's no, mom. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And I'm not saying that you said it wasn't, but it's it's being it's being twisted. Just like right. just like BLM has been hijacked by a bunch of opportunist Marxist looting. Well, I call it weaponizing something. Yes, they weaponize yes. It. absolutely, absolutely. It's been weaponized for political means. And watch, it's going to be for two things. It's going to so Biden doesn't have to debate because he'll get he'll get fucking nailed, and it's going to be for mail and voting. 
Because that's much easier to fuck with. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what. I, I always said this when I, when I was downrange doing what I used to do. Uh-huh. You, can, you can hate terrorists, but in the, it's almost like a smart criminal. Yeah. You can still admire the sneakiness of them, but Res- still want to freaking tune them up. Respect Same your enemy. You. Yeah. They have thought this shit through. These are some sneaky, smart people. Yes. They think 10 steps ahead of the game, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a chess game. It's like yeah. playing chess. Yeah. Oh, you, you have to respect your enemy. You absolutely have exactly. to. And, and they, they got, they, they're very smart, but I, I tell you, it's scary. My prediction about this election, dude, I think it's going to be very close. Yeah. Um, and they're going to have to do some kind of recount. Yeah. And that's going to turn into a bigger drama. And yep. it, dude, it, you watch, mark my words. It's, it's not going to be a landslide by any stretch of the imagination. It's going to come down to that eh, yeah. many votes. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to yeah. be a doozy. This November is going to oh, be a doozy. Dude, this is going to go down in history, man. For it sure. is. And it's going to be, it's going to be perfectly primed too, because think about it. No March madness, no sports. No Olympics. No. It's all no. been everyone is primed. So even if you're not paying attention to politics, all other entertainment has been eviscerated. So all eyes are on this shit. Wow. Perfect and storm. I don't know if you know this or not, but we were supposed so North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, Charlotte was supposed to have the Republican convention here, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you know her if you heard what happened to that. Our illustrious governor, Cooper, Cooper basically said you know what? Yeah, you can have it here, but you're going to exercise social distancing. So they, I think they were going to use a facility that held like, I think 20,000 people. But then after the social distancing, it would have been five. So the Republican party pulled the plug and I think they're doing it in uh, Florida. I think they're doing it in Jacksonville, Florida. I think that was the last place I heard, but then here's the thing that pisses me off. Basically, what he did is he yanked out about two hundred million dollars in revenue, yeah, to the city of Charlotte, yeah, that has been hammered by this COVID and could have put that money right back in, you know, into the small business owners' pockets. But instead of this political bullshit agenda, he decided not to, and so the Republican Party basically said, "Screw you, we're going to Florida." Yeah, I mean, you know, like really, is that your fiduciary responsibility? To your people it's tactical yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely it has political oh, eyes. Dude, it's i disgusting. mean you see it with shit here i mean ocean city maryland it's a summer town it's a resort town it's the panama city for for the upper east coast it's but they got they got saint patty's day canceled like 24 hours beforehand which hey i get it the virus but right. everything else was getting canceled weeks ahead of time and they didn't get canceled till right before do you know how much fucking revenue these people lost they buy oh, thousands of kegs just well, let me shit. tell you something. I drive around now, and it's so sad, man. Like, I see all these little businesses closing. Yeah. Matter of fact, right down the road from where I live, uh, I think um, two months ago, this guy opened up an RV, uh, selling RVs. You know, had he's closed. Yeah. I mean, and just all these little mom-and-pop shops, and it's closed, 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 and permanently closed, not just closed. Yeah. I mean, you look in the window, and they're, they're shut down. Oh yeah, it's and so um, it's disgusting, man. It really is. I um, this is going to be an election that I, I, my, I have a buddy of mine. I, I don't want to say his last name. Sure. He's a very good friend of mine. His name's Ryan, and he's very very smart guy. Uh, very educated. Very very smart financially, business wise. He's way connected into the Republican. Matter of fact, he's a delegate 
Right. And I had a I had a conversation with him the other day, and you know, if 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 we lose, you know, the Republicans lose this election, the damage that can be done in just one one term with the people that are lined up right now with Biden's, we'll, we won't be able to come out of it in our lifetime. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's it, it'll be that much, dude. There's a bill right now. You can pull it up, go on the government.us. It's a bill that basically says, and I read it, and it's in there with all the other bills, right? You know, under that stack. Sure. Um, that basically says that if you want to buy a gun, any gun, rifle, pistol, shotgun, carbine, anything, you're going to have to have a federal license to buy it. A federal license. Fucking, you can't just go into a fucking gun store and say I want that shotgun and walk out. And I understand with with pistols and carbines, like, and, I, and I'm, dude, I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm all about you know Second Amendment. Um, but I, I I think they could tighten up the law a little bit with carbines and say it's a three day wait, yeah. just like a pistol. I get it. I'm yeah. totally fine with that. Yeah, sure. You won't be able to buy anything, nothing, unless you get a federal license, which means they will control who owns guns. It's yeah, and then they want it's in there right now. And then they want chain of command or not sorry, chain of command, chain of ownership. Ownership, exactly right. So you can track exactly it all. Exactly right. Dude, it's yeah. It's it's a it's boiling a frog in a pot of water. You put it in when it's boiling, it's gonna jump out. You keep it in yeah. there and you just erode gun laws for a century. No one notices. That's what I'm, dude, that's exactly what I'm telling people. It's not gonna be the big chain. No, 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 no. It's gonna be a little bite. A little just, bite, just, yeah. Just, yep, just, a little bite, exactly right. Just picking away. Oh, and just, by the way, now you have to pay a tax on ammo of three hundred percent. That was another thing that they're talking about. It's taxing the shit out of ammo. Yeah, and don't for, don't forget in twenty fourteen when the Department of Homeland Security bought up one billion rounds of ammunition. That's right. Don't yeah, that thirty you year supply. That? Yeah, I remember the title. Thirty year I, the supply for a thirty year hot war. Yeah, that I remember that. Distinctly, um, yeah. It's, uh, there's it's a shame. There's so, and there's so many people out there. I have friends of mine, Tom, that just, they got their heads in the sand. They're like, you know what? There's nothing I can, their attitude is, there's nothing I can do about this. I can't change anything, blah, blah, blah. Well, you can vote. I mean, I, granted, you can't really do that. A lot of people just live, they they just, they live in their bubble. Defeatist. You know, and it's yeah. like, I don't want to know what the hell is going on yeah. out there. Yeah. It's too freaking late. And then it's at your door. Then you want to know about it. Yeah, it's at your door. It's it's, it's at your door, exactly. I mean, in yeah. my short life, I just turned 30. But in my short life, I think the first thing, really the first true example of like knocking at your door I've seen is is COVID. So here's an example of, and you can go back and look at episodes of me early on, like, hey, there's a virus in China. What's that? And you can see it over uh, over weeks watching the episodes. Like, I don't think right. it's going to get here. Okay, now it's here. Well, nothing's going to happen. All of a sudden, it's like... Boom. Quarantined. I can't go outside. There's no toilet paper, and it's like, oh wow, it's not just on the news. It's it's real life. There's an objective yeah. reality. It's yeah. So one, it's defeatism. I can't do anything about it. Two, I don't want to know about it. But three, in 2016, not 27 percent of the population, because a lot of the population can't vote. You're not old enough. You're a felon. Right. 27 percent of the voting age population voted. 73 percent of eligible voters. Fact check me all you want, anyone listening. 2016, 2016 election, 73% of eligible voters did not vote. 73%? 73%. 
27% voted for either Clinton or or, or Trump or or and then um who's the third guy the the um I don't from Aleppo guy it's uh yeah I don't even remember I his name know. yeah yeah that's staggering that isn't that I insane never guessed that isn't that insane seventy three percent didn't vote so I don't what do you attribute that to just being lazy ap- apathy oops hold on my dad's calling nope not now dad um that's yeah. God almighty. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? There's going to be people listening to this, and they're going to fact check that. That's going to shock the shit yeah. out of people. Yeah, 73% did not vote. That's a... Uh, that's. A, I thought it might have been the other way. Nope. 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 Not even... Wow. Almost three quarters didn't vote. Almost three fucking quarters didn't vote. Hold on. My dad's texting wow. me. My dad's texting me. Um, that's, dude, that's it, terrible. Yeah. And they're already... You can see it starting to prime. They're almost priming the subconscious right now. You can already see all the articles come out. Trump is working with Russia. Trump is <laughs> Trump. He's trying to steal the election, dude. I don't. You've, I've seen these in the last forty-eight hours, and I think it. I don't think it's coincidence that you know in the last twenty-four hours we've seen Kamala Harris put on the uh, the ticket. 88, 88 straight days of uh, anti-cop, all cops are bastards protests. Right. Um, I saw a cop this morning, went for a walk. I made sure to shake his hand and tell him that uh, we that we we all love him. But yeah, fuck yeah. I but, did that the other day. I said, brother, you're a better man than I am. Oh, dude, I said, I said, I said, thank you so much for all you know. I was about to say we got a bunch of fucking uh, a bunch of fucking communists protesting you, but I realized he had his like six year old daughter in the car. So I said, it's the craziest <laughs> people with the loudest voices. And uh, but uh, yeah, but it's um. Yeah, so I, I don't think it's a coincidence that that no they're ushering in a shit. I don't shitty believe in coincidences, dude. Not no. when it comes to the government. Fuck no. Shit. no way. Fuck no. no such thing. No. no such thing. No, it's 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 ins- but I mean you have to like we said you have to respect your enemy. You have to don't 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 downplay them as stupid. They know what they're doing. And dude, you saw a few weeks ago. I think it was um, what did it say the twelfth? Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and I, I don't get my dates right here. Uh, don't hold me to him, but yeah. um, it was, I think it was like three or four weeks ago, George Soros donated 200, wrote a check to Black Lives Matter. $200 million. You can't make this shit up. Now, where do you think that freaking money is actually going to go? Yeah, it's really? Not, it's not going to grassroots movements. Dude, it's not going to help that organization one bit no it's it's 200 million dollars no shit i actually i think it was 220 he split it up kind of like in some different things but that's where it went yeah but it was like 200 220 million dollars the guy wrote a check for motherfucker yeah it's you know and people want to know what the fuck's wrong with this country like you have to it's it's disgusting you have to you have to respect Uh, um, you have to respect your enemy it's it's i'm going to use that i'm going to use that to segue into loan operator which Uh, i just finished yeah sneaky but i was the one you think about it dude be honest what what you think i can i read my review Can I, oh yeah, dude. Let me hear it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God, yeah. Let me hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I oh, fuck. I, I emailed it. Let me read it. Cause I, I legitimately fucking enjoyed it, and I'm not just, not just, oh, kiss, thanks, not just kissing your ass. Hey man, I liked your book. No. Yeah, don't be doing that. Give, yeah. give me, well, dude, the only way I'm gonna get better if I write another book is having good criticism. Exactly. I mean, exactly. So you know, what I mean, and I'm totally down for that. I'm fine yeah. with it. Yeah. No, you said that in your book. And Liam love- did help me a lot. Yeah. My, my, my Liam, the guy, helped me write the book. Yeah. Um, I basically put it on paper. 
and he kind of tightened it up for me. He's like, hey, Joe, you've got gaps here. That's what everyone You're going to lose people here. He, you know what I mean? So that's, I can't take all the credit. Yeah, he that, helped me. I mean, dude, unless you're, unless that's what you do for a living, being an author, that's what everyone does. Dude, no one writes. I got books. C's and D's in English, brother. Like, dude, really? I still don't know how to use that. Yeah, here. I'll, yeah. So this is because what what got me thinking about the review is I remember listening to Andy Stump, the guy from uh, SEAL Team Six, that's been on Rogan, and he talks about. Oh, I've uh, seen him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he talks. Rogan's like, "What do you think about like uh, books?" And he goes, "There are some very good uh, like former Special Forces books out there." He's like, there's some very good ones. He goes, a lot of them are money grabs. And he goes, and I get it. He goes, you're making this much in the military. And then a publisher comes along and says, you can make this much. You go, oh, holy shit. He goes, right. he goes, a lot of them are shit. He goes, but if you can wait in between there, because there's a lot of gold in there. So with, right. so my completely uncensored review, it's about 30 seconds to read. Books by former Special Forces commandos often fall face first into the, quote, dime a dozen category, seemingly all splintered off from the same amalgamation of the alpha male, the glory hound, the knee deep in grenade pin monolith that has been constructed by both the authors and the audience over the decades. Lone Operator, however, is full of unbridled heart, humorous self-deprecation, and clinically objective diagnoses, all of which are permeated by the same innocent and loving soul that we can all identify with. That is, I am trying my best. I am scared, but I'm willing to improve. It's just that. It's the same scared, idyllic, imaginative, rail-thin kid that we all are or were at one time. My story is that of an academic and social butterfly. Yours may be of an engineer or a doctor or poet. Ted Eyes is that of a tier one operator working in a ghostly unit that recruits from Delta Force, DevGrew, and others that legally cannot be acknowledged. Ted Eye makes clear the importance of the warrior mindset and how said mental framework is applicable not just downrange in denied territories, but in the cubicle, the huddle, the canvas, and the cash register. It's a guidebook to know how to eviscerate all obstacles in your path and to put you in a position to then help others overcome their own highly personal hurdles. Ted Eye takes the experience acquired from the truest examples of real-life black ops and plausible deniability and brings them back to anyone willing to listen. Indeed, from Joe Teddy to the average Joe, the lone operator makes sure you never operate alone. Well, dude. I gave it five stars. And, and, I like no, it. No, dude, I appreciate it. It's very nice. I got One you, little man. thing, and I want to make sure people listening to sure. this don't get this wrong. So uh, I never served in Delta, and I never served oh, in I know. I, that's why I said from those and others. Yeah, and so I'm not a, what you would call a tier one military guy because I never came to those units. Now, I can't tell you Dale, Dale, the Dale, Dale, in, but if you Google it, it, it they now they're calling it a, a, a special mission unit. If you go on Wikipedia um, and these other people are calling it, I don't know when well, that started or, or if it's true. I don't give a fuck yeah. I mean, about titles. Yeah. Right? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Okay? I know what unit I was in. I know what I did. Yes, it was black as black ops as you can get. But um, is it is it a tier one unit? It's not considered a tier one unit where I came from. Um, it was a unit that handpicked guys out of tier one units. Well, yes. Um, so I don't want anybody to get their panties. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. You know what? Get the sand out of your clit. Right? <laughs> Mark your fucking ego, okay? Uh, and yeah, well, well, let's be, I, let's I, hate, be, dude, I hate guys like that. that let's they, be clear. Just, those were my those were my words. I said, but that's also. I never knew who I, I had never watched. I live under a cultural rock. I had never watched Dual Survival. The first time I had Dale on, Dale called me the next day, said, "Hey, I want to do one with my buddy Joe." And I was like, "Yeah, sure." 
and he described you as a fellow tier one operator. So that's from Dale, the OG. I got you. So, but yeah, I get it. No, I I, I'm with you. Yeah, understand. I didn't. Sir, I get it. I don't look. I'm not trying to fluff my back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Marine. I'm a Green Beret, and I was in a in a government. And dude, straight up, um, when I wrote my book, okay, so I had to contact my old work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and so because of what I did and they were very, very explicit. Okay. From their legal people. And I said, what can I say? And I got the email right on my computer. What, how do I describe the unit I was in? And the exact verbiage was a government special mission unit, counter terrorist unit. Yep. That was straight from their legal people. Yeah, it's uh, not my words. Yeah, their words. It's um. Like, hold on, let me say it again. See my lips. <laughs> not my words. Their, their words. words. Yeah. No, it's um. You're gonna have those those people out there with the big chip on their shoulder. Hey, 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 hey. Fucking egos. Yeah. Okay. It's um. um not my words. Theirs. So they're... I had to be very very cognizant of what I said in the book. There's a there's a disclaimer in the beginning that says these are based on true. These stories yep. are on true events. But I changed the dates, names, places, all of that. And you know what, Tom? I only really talk about one chapter um, that I actually get into a mission mm -hmm. um, because everybody asks me, like, what was the scaredest you've ever been in your life? And everybody thinks that because of what I used to do for a living, it was a big gunfight. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> As a matter of fact, uh, the scaredest I've ever been, if you read my book, yeah. it, it was on a, on a real-world escape and evasion where me and another guy got compromised and there was no shooting going on. There was nothing. It was very late at night and it was, I was looking at the stars and I'm not going to get into the details. I mean, read the damn book. If you want to know, there was no shooting. There was no screaming. There was no yelling. It was a suggestion from a guy that I was working with about our situation. He's like, I suggest you do this. And when I didn't really, it really, at the time, I was so strung out, Tom. I was so tired because we were up for 77 hours, and it was right towards the end of it. So you're kind of like out of it anyway, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, we had run out of water. I mean, it was it was supposed to be an in and out mission. I had no. I ate one power bar. It was gone. The water was gone. So we were in shit state. But it was a suggestion from a guy, former Delta guy. He was in Somalia, been there, done that. His name doesn't matter. I highly respected the guy, and when he said that to me, it it didn't sink in. But when we started moving and started walking, I kind of like snapped out of my little fog. And I was like, holy shit. I think. What I, the fuck did this guy just tell me? I think you, you should. You know what I mean? Then it hit me. And then I was like, oh, wow. I this think, is bad. This is really bad. I think you should. I think you should. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. I think you should. I think you should explain what it was to the listeners. Because it, it doesn't. The, you need to read the book. But. I think you should explain that because that's I think that's a good hook. That's the that pulls the gravity. So, uh, OK, so then um, short, long version compressed. Just, yeah, very. Um, I was I was downrange and um, it was probably like my third or fourth rotation. And um, we got a call that there was a, uh, a target that we had been looking for. They located them. It was in the daytime, and it was a, what's called a TST mission, time-sensitive target. He was only going to be at this location for a very, very short period of time. So um, 
they basically wanted a drop a, a, a J dam on this dude and be done with it, but they needed someone to do a battle damage assessment. Yeah. So we weren't going to bring any of our Afghan counterparts. It was just going to be me and this other guy. We were going to go. We were going to drop in two train features away, just boop, boop, get in there, watch the airstrike, do a battle damage assessment, and split. It's pretty simple, mm-hmm. nothing sexy about it at all. Well, it, it didn't even get to that point, dude. And to this day, we don't even know what happened, but it was a daylight infill. Um, and we flew in on an MI-17, which is a big-ass freaking Russian helicopter. makes a lot of noise. Somebody must have saw us. I, we don't know, but we didn't get very far. And um, it turned into it. long story short, uh, basically a running gun battle uh, for 77 hours. We were kitted out very light. Uh, I had four mags on my kit, one in a gun, um, didn't even have a pistol, um, had a bottle of water, power bar. I mean, very, very lightweight. It was no knots, no nothing, right? Just bing, bing. It was going to be like two or three hours. That's it, Sure. right? And so um didn't happen that way. So anyway, we for, for 77 hours, we were running around in the Hindu Kush mountains and what was really funny, Tom, is when we got back, we basically had what are called Blue Force trackers with us that shows, you know, where you're moving. It's just basically like a GPS. And you can look on a screen back at the FOB, like, okay, you guys went from here to here. So of course, and I talk about this in the in the in the book, you know, we had our escape and evasion plan, but you could have wiped your ass with the fucking thing because everywhere we went we were getting cut off. So if you looked at our Blue Force tracker stuff, it wasn't like a, a straight line. Like it was like, yeah, it's, it was crazy, dude. It was, and you looked at it and you're like, wow, that didn't work out very well. But anyway, long story short, it got to a point towards the last day. Um, the guy I was with asked me, and it was at night. He said, "Hey, how much ammo do you have left?" And, and I said, "I got one mag." And he's like, no, like how many exactly? And so I took my mag out of my gun. I stripped off like seven rounds. I said, I got like eight rounds left. It was seven or eight rounds. And um, he very calmly, he didn't, he wasn't like screaming and yelling. And he was just like talking to you. He's like, hey, I'd put one of those in your pocket. And I did and didn't even realize, I remember stripping off the round and just sticking it in my BDU pocket and not really registering why he said it i, I was i ain't lying he was tired yeah he was tired you know had been up for you know a long time and we were dehydrated hungry i mean we we're smoked but i did it and so once we started moving we were huddled behind these rocks when we started moving i, I kind of like snapped out of it you know instead of like sitting there like when you're really tired yeah. you're kind of like yeah you know we started moving i kind of woke up and i'm like oh shit like it kind of dawned on me why he said to put one in, a, in, in my pocket. And basically it's like, you know, we're not getting captured. Yeah. That's it. There, there's no fucking way that I am going to be captured by the Taliban. Uh, I've watched those videos yeah. and I didn't want to end up on Ultra Zero's funniest home video. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, man. Everybody, just fucking kill myself. Really? Well, let me tell you something. You know, uh, that's not a decision you're going to make like that. No. Uh, to be honest with you, you know, if something would have, if it would have got to that point, I probably would have gone down fighting, dude. I just don't know if I, I, I don't it's, know if I could have done it. It's the antithesis. I, I'm, I'm just yeah. being honest. Yeah. But anyway, it, obviously it didn't come down to that. We had a guy fly in and 
and the way we got out was crazy, dude. We were literally at the end of our rope. We, you, you can't even make this shit up. We hit this wadi. It was huge, dude. There was no getting down it. Like a lot of them, you can kind of like slide down or they're not high. Yeah. This one was like high. If you were to fall off, you'd have been dead. Yeah. It was a huge dried out riverbed. And um, we were fucked, dude. It was the end of the game. And um, this dude had flown the bird in and turned it kind of bass backwards to where we were. And the, the clamshell was off on the back. And we, anyway, dude, I remember seeing the rotors. It, it was the scariest thing I ever done, man. Like I thought, you jump too high, you're gonna get hit with the fucking rotor. I mean, if the thing, if the wind gets it, the bird's gonna fly into the. I mean, but we ended up jumping in the back of this thing, and, and it took off. And I remember when it took off, it banked really hard. And I remember sliding all the way across the fucking floor of this thing, and hitting into some of the chairs. My fucking M4 went this way, went that way. But I remember sitting there after they leveled out, we flew away, and I remember looking over at this dude I was with, and. He just had this big shit-eating grin on his face, you know, and and he's like, you know, well, you know, like, what do you think about that? You know, I'm like, that was fucking badass. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you, look, you look back, you know, then and you're like, oh, Lord, you know, yeah. please let me get out of here. And there's no joking about it, like, until you get out and you think about what you just did. And you're like, holy shit. Like, okay, check that block. Don't want to do it again. You know what I mean? (laughs) I will tell you, and I said it in the book and I'm going to say it right here. What saved our lives was our physical fitness. Yeah. Well, it has to. End of story. Yeah, it has to. 77 hours of evade. Dude, was our physical. Now, I will tell you, we did. I will tell you this. We did drop our plates. Yeah. Um, We we can't basically, it was like day two. He said to me, he's like, dude, these plates aren't going to save us. What's yeah. going to save us is getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. Time and distance. I, I just remember pulling up the Velcro, boom, dropping out my plates. Yeah. Fuck this shit. Left them right there. Hit them. Actually, we hit them in these rocks, but and it, and it, that kept the heat. because dude, when you wear plates, you know they they don't. It doesn't sound heavy until you're walking like in the mountains, right? And it holds heat in. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there was no reason. It wasn't going to be. Oh, it stopped two or three rounds because when these fuckers were shooting at us. The rounds were pinging off rocks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And those rounds are going to get, you know, anywhere. The ones with your name on it, you're never going to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's those fucked up rounds that hit off rocks and shit that you're going to get hit with. Yeah. So it was just like, look, this is the risk reward for carrying the place now or zero. It's like, yeah. let's get rid of these fucking things. Yeah. So we did. We dumped them and, and that was it. And in my book, there's actually a picture of me sitting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have the book with you or not. It, Dude, hold up the picture. Can you hold it up? Hold on. Let me Go to the page where there's a picture of me sitting on the ramp. Hold on. Let me pull it up. The, I don't yeah. know if you have it. No, I, no I, I, I can. I, I, I turned my phone off because alarm, my alarms are ringing off. But oh. I do have – no, I have that screenshotted. I have the picture screenshotted. Yeah. It's, so we landed. I'm not going to tell you where we landed. But anyway, uh, we landed and uh, the um, – the pilot was like, "Hey, man, have like an emergency medical emergency medical team like meet us at the uh, HLC. These guys are pretty bad shape. Blah blah blah. Right? I'm like, oh, no, we're good, dude. We're like, you know? he's like, nah, you guys aren't. So um, there's a picture of me sitting on the ramp, um, and a, another guy that I had worked with, uh, he was actually at the FOB." And he come up to me. He's like, "You all right, dude?" I'm like, "Yeah, I felt better." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's it right there." 
I would, dude, I, I look like fucking 10 miles of rough road, brother. Just, my eyes were so red. Just, it looked like, looked like two pistols in a snowbank, man. But anyway, we had lost, we had lost like 10 pounds a piece, something like that. Severe dehydration. My feet were hamburger, blisters, all that happy horse shit, right? Um, and just, it just wrecked, you know, from not eating. But anyway, my buddy walked up and he just was like, you know, sick humor. He's like, dude, I got to get a picture for it. He took it. Right. And then late, like after I had left and went back home and he got back home, he ended up emailing it to me. He's like, Hey man, check out this picture. I took of you and like, Oh Jesus, oh, Jesus Christ. But yeah, dude, that was literally right after we landed. And in the actual picture, you can see the pilot laying in the back like this like because dude he was he was taking fire yeah when when we uh when we got extracted he was taking rounds and i'll tell you what in the back of the plane if you look at the picture again there's this big yellow fuel tank oh it was an extended fuel tank that's what that was yeah yeah those big bladder yeah those big bladders it was a bit it was was made out of like aluminum or steel whatever but anyway it's an extended fuel tank yeah and dude one round I mean, you're done. Oh, yeah, dude, fireball. Oh, yeah. And if, if you look at the picture closely, you'll see a few holes in the floor. If you look, oh, yeah, dude, it was crazy, man. Woo! Yeah. And didn't even know it, like, when we were flying out, like, you're, my, your adrenaline's yeah, falling. Yeah, dude, like, yeah. You know, rounds came through the bird, didn't even know it, you know, because – yeah, dude. But anyway, I was, yeah, I was, scariest time of my life, man. And that, and it wasn't any shooting. It was just this guy telling just, me, "Hey, put a round in your pocket." And what's crazy is I have that round sitting in my office on the shelf. Yeah, you said you use that your daily. Yeah, like man, oh man, things can go really fucking bad. Yeah, Murphy will show up and throw a wrench to the works. Yeah, and it and it happened. And yeah. then, uh, thank God, it never happened again. But I can tell you this: any, it wasn't often, Tom, that we did daylight hits. I mean, we did, but it wasn't often. But mm-hmm. I can tell you, after that daylight hits, I was like, <laughs> I'm, not, you know, like "I'm not doing it." Last time I did this, it didn't work out well. You know, <laughs> fuck that so. shit, <laughs> dude. That's that's in bullet holes near yeah, the fucking. Yeah, that, that was a, a very interesting moment. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, there was a lot of stuff in my book. You actually asked me, a, uh, what was the other thing you asked me the other day when I lived in Vegas about something? The Pepcon explosion, because that got mm. me. Because I'm having someone on tomorrow to talk about the Beirut explosion, and that got me thinking about all these big one, the T engine one in China, and the Pep, and then it just that weird similarity where because I've I, I used to watch that. I, I love big bombs, and you mentioned it in your book, you're like, I thought it was a tactical mm. nuke, and you're like, it was the. It's the petroleum. It's going and I'm, before you even say Pepcon, you're spelling out P E. And I was like, I know that explosion. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So Dude, you, did you see that explosion in Beirut? That big ass explosion that detonated. Twenty seven hundred tons of ammonia nitrate. Yeah, yeah. Well, this Pepcon plant was way out in the middle of nowhere. Okay, and if I'm not mistaken, I think they made like rocket fuel or something. Yeah, yeah. So I, when that thing blew, I was in UNLV at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. I was studying for my Series 7 mm-hmm. uh, when I was going to become a stockbroker. And I was in a classroom, um, and it blew up twice. Mm-hmm. The first explosion sounded kind of muffled. Like, like mm-hmm. and I was like, what the? Like, what was that? And, like, everybody was like, wow. And people were kind of, like, looking out the window and – 
you, you could tell it was pretty far away, but when that thing blew, and there's a video of the second explosion when the tanks actually detonated, dude, it literally knocked down the um, fakes, the false ceiling in the mm-hmm. classroom. The, the, the board fell out, the concussion. It was, dude, I, I ran outside. I'm like, all right, somebody just dropped the fucking nuke, like straight up on Vegas. Yeah. That's how loud it was and the, the, the concussion of it. And it was miles away. Yeah, it's miles. They said there was a plane coming on on final that the shockwave hit it and they had to veer off because the shockwave kind of fucked up the the landing. It caved in garage doors um, five miles away. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. no shit, dude. It 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 was it was crazy. There was people panicking, like running around like ants, like nobody knew what happened. But, and what was crazy, Tom, is it only killed a handful of people because yeah. I think it blew up during lunch or something Yeah, where the plant was kind of empty at the time. I, I may be wrong. But I just remember reading something like that. But it was gone. Yeah. Like when you see that thing blow up, it's like, oh, like it, a nuke. It off. looks like a, it, it. I mean, minus the flash, it, it looks like a tactical nuke test. Oh, dude! I've, I'm telling you, it rocked the whole building, and the freaking false ceiling started falling. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I'm, yeah, I watched a documentary on that years ago. It's something that I am like familiar with, and I've seen them. And yeah, there's police officers who are like a mile away. They were like thrown 20 feet into their squad car. It's, yeah, dude, it was crazy. I had never experienced anything like that. Now I will tell you, when I was in Iraq, um, my first tour, I only went to Iraq one time with the unit I was in once, and mm-hmm. then I. All my other tours were in Afghanistan. But anyway, we were staying in this hotel in the Karada district, which was kind of like the shittiest part of Baghdad. At this hotel that all the Westerners stayed at. You might as well just, they should have just put an American flag on the fucking roof and said, hey, you know, come fucking kill we're us here, all. yeah. Yeah, we're here, right? So um, I remember, and I actually have video of this, a, a car bomb, or it wasn't even a car bomb, it was a truck bomb, went off at a checkpoint. And I would probably say it was uh, two miles away from where we were staying. But when that bitch went off, it was the same thing. It, the whole freaking building shook. So we jumped in our freaking Hiluxes and drove down. You could see where the smoke plume was. And um, they found the engine block. I found out later the engine block of the truck a half a mile away on the roof of the building. On the roof? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> I can't remember. It was like it was. It made the news. It was like the one of the largest truck bombs that went off. Uh, I can't remember how many, like a thousand pounds or five thousand pounds of explosives. But I got a picture of the crater and everything, dude. It was huge. It was probably oh thirty feet or forty foot wide and like maybe five or six feet deep in the asphalt. Jesus Christ. And yeah, dude, it was, I got really, I, I, I've never posted it because it was really graphic. Like, yeah. all the vehicles around were just incinerated. There were people in the vehicles just burnt to a crisp. And, Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, when that some bitch went off, yeah, they found the engine block, like, they sit on a roof of a, of a building like a half mile away. So, Jesus Christ. Um, crazy shit, man. Crazy shit. Jesus. It's... Yeah, I'm having on an explosive explosives expert tomorrow to talk about the Beirut explosion. Oh, dude, that's going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, was I mean, Dale would be a really good guy to ask, too, because Dale's, Dale's really good at, uh, you know, all that stuff. And I mean, yeah, he has, this guy is probably good at, like, the net explosive value. Yeah, like, yeah. 
all that crazy. I'm not a demo yeah, guy. I yeah. mean, I know, I know demo, basic demo, but I, I'm not at that level. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, when that thing went off, dude, holy Jesus, man. I mean, th- did you see the one video of the guys in the boat? Yeah. Oh, dude, it looks like a fucking tactical nuke. That's holy what I'm shit. Like the whole sky just went, dude. Yeah. It's got the fucking mush. There's some scientific name for it, but the vaporization cloud is it compresses yeah, yeah, all the yeah. air. Yeah. I don't know How what many they. People they say that killed it. I don't know. I, I imagine it's still under wraps. Well, the last I heard was a hundred. Oh Jesus! Like Four thousand were injured. Yeah, I wonder That's how. That's staggering because when I saw that thing go off, I'm like, oh my god, that killed an assload of people. It looks like a Hollywood fucking scene. Yeah, you can see it coming I, I'm close. I'm surprised it didn't kill four thousand people. You, I mean, dude, who knock on wood, man? I wonder how many people they just haven't found yet. I mean, if you look at the videos, dude, as the shockwaves is coming close in slow motion, you just see. The, the facades, the the glass, all the stuck. You oh, see yeah. everything just getting vaporized off of it. it looks and, like- and dude, that's what people don't understand. You don't have to be literally blown up. You can be hit by flying glass and debris yeah. and the overpressure yeah. Yeah. of the actual explosion. Yeah. Right? And, of course, the heat plume and all that stuff. But, like, the overpressure of that kind of shit um, is crazy. I, I, I have called in an airstrike before downrange. And I tell you what, man, you far away from that shit, you can feel it. Yeah. You just know what the, I mean? Like, yeah. you can feel that, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Depending on how big the bomb is, 500 pounds, 1,000 pounds. But, yeah, that 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 was a big explosion, man. I mean, that's um, – I, mean, I yeah. don't know which one was bigger, the Pepcon or that one. But um, I can just say the one that – Pepcon, I wish I knew how far away it was, dude. It was out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. If you look at the I video – the Like, there was nothing around it. Yeah, if you look at the video, it's out it, – it, it it looks like a military test because it's in the exactly. middle of nowhere. It yeah, if that would have detonated like close to a city, like, like Beirut, dude, it would have fucking leveled like half of Vegas. What yeah. the fuck is it with Tianjin and China and Beirut? What with these fucking these stockpiles oh, yeah, of like nitrogen perchlorate like downtown? It's a yeah. Like, I was gonna say, why would you store twenty? I think they said twenty seven hundred tons. Yeah, not twenty seven hundred pounds. Tons. Twenty seven hundred tons. Yeah. Of ammonia nitrate. Downtown. What kind of fucking? Hey, let's just put this shit here in the basement. Yeah, just we'll leave it here. We'll leave it. It's out. We'll leave it here. And then property. I guess yeah. my question to you is, how did it detonate? Did what? they even figure out how that happened yet? No, I, and that's what I uh, I did text Dale. I said, Dale, do you think Beirut was intentional? He hasn't responded. So the plot thickens. But I'm yeah. having on the guy tomorrow, who I believe is more of like an energetics expert so i think it's probably going to be a little more scientific which i'm still right. excited about but yeah i want to yeah i definitely want to find out more as it goes because it's i don't know it was stuff like that i don't think you can ever 100 not everything is a conspiracy but when something is that big and it's downtown you have to look at it and go was there anything behind this yeah because i mean it just i mean obviously a fire started because you can sure, see that sure yeah yeah the yeah, yeah but you know the whole thing is is did somebody start the fire on purpose? Dude. Yeah, wow. that's that's yeah. yeah. That town's destroyed. Dude, think about this. I'm not an engineer, but when that thing detonated, there's probably a certain area that every single building that is standing is now structurally compromised. Oh, yeah, it, it can't be used. Do you know what I mean? Where it's they're gonna it, have to be brought down. Be. Yeah, they're gonna have to yeah, be brought like down. Yeah, it's like a building that's been in an earthquake. Yeah. It's not structurally sound to be in anymore. Yeah, it's. I'm not an engineer, but I can almost guarantee you that. Yeah, we're gonna have to tear down buildings because of that. Yeah, that. Yeah, there's 
the most insane explosion I've, I've Dude, let me know in that podcast here because I want to listen to what that guy fuck has yeah, to say. Fuck yeah, I'll send it to you tomorrow. Um, I said I'd only keep you for 45 minutes. It's been 49 minutes. Um, I know. I said I was going to... diarrhea of the mouth. That's yeah, cool. yeah. What? We get diarrhea of the mouth. Oh, anyway. I, I thought you said <laughs> I'm kicking you off. I was like, I'm not kicking you off. I'm, uh, <laughs> it's, um, yeah. No, and uh, yeah, I said I had some questions for you about uh, the Christian faith. I don't, we'll, we'll save that for another time. Yeah, if, if we, oh, yeah, so... It's, I've told Dale this before, and I think Dale's the only person I turn on the, told on the podcast. And I haven't told other people really until last year. I didn't tell my family. Very long story short, April 15th, 2014, lost my older sibling to suicide. I was down in Georgia. This was in Maryland. I was down in Georgia the night before, and I was with my then-girlfriend. And I remember she woke me up because I was sleeping, and her head was on my chest. And she woke up. What the fuck? I don't know what just happened. She, I think Siri is listening to my go away. Um, I think seriously, open my email. She woke. She woke up because her head was on my chest and my heart was beating so hard that she woke up from that. So she woke me up because she's like, "Okay, you're having a nightmare. You're having whatever." Right. And she was like, "What? Are you all right?" And I was just like, "Yeah." And I, I had a dream that I was that I was watching my brother kind of walk around our house, go downstairs, like like look around, like gun safe, like trying to. Trying to, and finally, like he had his own gun, and I, I was like watching him, and then it was just it was all alluding to he was going to commit suicide, which is like all right, bad dream, whatever. And the next day, I got a call from my parents that he did commit suicide, and for privacy's sake, we won't go into it. But I pieced together the picture over like the weeks and months, looking into like what happened, and when I was having that dream, was the exact time that he was walking around the house. And not only that, he was walking around the house in the exact spots that I had the dream of. So same time, same actual places. Kind of like, I just saw it almost like a, if you're like a drone following a person, I saw it from like right. over his shoulder. Same places, same spots. And then it wasn't even just a coincidence. Hey, Joe, I had a dream about you last night. Tommy, I had a dream right. about you. No, I had a dream right. about his suicide with an anxiety attack so bad that it woke up my girlfriend. And then it happened the next day. And that's something that I think shook off my, from like 10 year old, zero to 10, I was very Catholic from like 10 to about 23, it's very atheist. That's, I don't know what I am now, but that's something that definitely shook off my, my cold calculated scientific view of the world. And I'm not sure what it is. I do believe in a God. I'm not sure what God that is. It's, but that was something that I was like, what in the fuck was that? Because I'm not, I'm not yeah. like a woo-woo mysticism, like I'm not dead sober. This happened. Well, here, here's and, what I can tell you. I actually had a very similar, <laughs> so weird. I, I don't really talk about this, mm -hmm. to be honest with you. A handful of people know this, um, but I'll share it with you because you just shared something very personal. Um, so I lost my mother uh, when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. right. So this is... Again, I say this, how do you explain that? Yeah. So I'm going to ask you the same thing. How would you explain this? I was in school. Um, I was in study hall in the library. And I remember I was, I was actually reading a book on World War II. And all of a sudden, the only way I could explain this is I became very, um, like, high high anxiety okay which i never felt before as a kid yeah 
that I felt anxiety that I needed to talk to my mom right then. So I got a hall pass and I walked, now you gotta remember this is not, we didn't have cell phones back then. So, so I walked out of the office and I said, I need to call home. And the lady said, why are you not feeling well? And I said, no, I need to talk to my mom. And they said, why? I, I, I said, I just do. And they said, well, we can't just let you call home for no reason. So I went back to study hall and I remember I was sitting there um, and, and as it kind of like the anxiety got worse and worse and worse and worse. And then dude, it just went. Mm-hmm. So that was right around noon, right? Cause I, I, this later on, I started thinking about all this stuff. So on my way, I took a bus home was I came home it was this long ass hill that went down to where my father lived. Now my parents were divorced, right? My mom lived with her father, my grandfather, and my dad actually moved in with his his mom. They're both both their parents were older and just wanted to take care of them, right? I get it. So I remember um, going down the hill and seeing my grandfather's car, my aunt's car, my co- and after my parents divorced the two families never got back together. Like it was a bad thing. I came from an Italian yeah. family and back then nobody got divorced and I was raised Catholic. Like, Oh, you're going to hell. So, um, anyway, I walk in my dad's house and everybody was sitting in the lit in the, excuse me, in the kitchen, very stoic looks on their face. And like, why are all these people here? And my dad said, go upstairs. So I went upstairs and um, I was sitting on my bed and I, I knew something was wrong that I didn't like, again, I was a kid. I didn't really know what it was, but anyway, my father sat down on the edge of the bed. He's like, look, I, there's no easy way to tell you this. He goes, your mom's dead. And long story short, dude, um, after it was all said and done, her accident was like at 1205. What the fuck? What the fuck? I didn't, never happened in all my life and has not happened since. How do you explain that? Out of the blue. Yeah. Out of the blue. I just, I was literally shaking. Yeah. Like anxiety, shaking, like physically shaking. And that's the thing is you can't explain this shit to people that nah. it hasn't happened to. Yeah. And for those that are watching, look, I, I, I'm not a Catholic anymore. I'm just, I don't admit it. Um, I, I'm a Christian man. I, that I have admitted. Uh, I believe in God. I'm mm-hmm. a Christian. I think that um, uh, that God has saved me more than a few times from uh, a, a very bad death on whether it's that or an angel, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. I've been very, very fortunate. But um, you know, I went to catechism. I went to church every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. You know, I grew up in a very hardcore Italian. Catholic family, Irish, but yeah. yeah. Those of you that never experienced that, just trust me. (laughs) You know, it's it's pretty harsh. Yeah, but it was a fear-based thing. If you steal, you're going to hell. You know, if you lie, you're going to hell. If you masturbate, you're going to hell. If you get divorced, you're going to hell. Yeah. And it kind of just got as I got older. I'm like, wait a minute, like, tell me something good. Yeah, tell me a positive thing. Tell me. Yeah, and that's why I just kind of like left Catholicism behind, and then you know I kind of searched my way around. I went to non-denominational with the baptist or the so i consider myself christian but to answer your question tom look there are things 
and, and this is the way I look at it, that we are not meant to know. Um, it was a connection with your sibling, um, just like with my mom. And Dale has actually experienced the same with, thing. Yeah, yeah. We've talked yes. about that on the show. Yes, yeah, he has. And Dale, no bullshit. I don't believe, why would I tell a story like that? Like, really? Yeah, I D- mean, Dale's is fucking yeah, straightforward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's fucking fuck? Dale. Yeah. Dale, but Dale's told the same story um, about his parents. So I don't know what it is. It, maybe it's an energy the spirit energy, I don't know. We'll know someday, but I think it has to do with some kind of energy. Um, I don't think it's really God saying, hey, you're about to lose your mother or your brother or whatever. I just think it's the energy of the two beings um, that somehow, you know, those those life forces kind of cross. Yeah. And the energy your brother was putting out and when my mother passed, like, I don't know. But it's real. I, I totally believe it. You know, I've had other people tell me stories very similar to that. I don't believe in coincidences, dude. Why at twelve o'clock? Why? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? Give me a yeah. fucking break. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm dumb, but I ain't stupid. Yeah. You know. It's one thing if you have that anxiety attack every day. Yeah, exactly. It's never had that, it ever. Yeah, and I haven't had it this day. One thing if I have that dream every night, but never happened, and then it happened at the same. Yeah, the way I, I look at it is like. I do think that I definitely I'm not Catholic. I definitely believe in uh, a power. I just I, that's I mean, it's not really something you can argue. It's either you do or you don't. And it's right. agree to disagree. But yeah, with that, with that, the whole the, what we've had, what Dale had, I had another guy on that told the story. The only thing I can think of is, I mean, 93 percent of the universe is something we don't know. It's it's a combination of dark energy and dark matter. Ninety three. Just like we said, 27 percent of the voting population. Right. We don't know what 93% of the universe is. Yeah, that's a lot. To me, I think that one day it's going to be... Imagine if COVID happened in the 1500s. People would think it was like witches. How's everyone getting sick? We can't see it. Right, right. And now, now we're like, oh, it's a microscopic virus. I right. think one day we're going to look... They're going to look back on this and be like, man, that must have freaked people out. But they find out, yeah, it's some no different than like a radio frequency or an x-ray exactly. pulse. It's going to be like, oh yeah, there's an electrical field around your body and it connects to and people that... thinking of you or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Exactly. I think it or will be, yeah. Spirit. Yeah, exactly. I think it will be broken down into, and I don't think that diminishes the experience, but I do think it will be explained as a science. But to me, that just makes that much more real. It's like, it is yeah. a thing. It's, and you um, know what, Tom, let me just tell you something sure. talking about religion. It's not something I talk about a lot because, you know, um, some people just don't want to talk about it. They feel sure. uncomfortable. But I can just tell you this. I don't care what religion somebody is. I, I look at some as what kind of a person are yeah, you? Yeah, you good person. Where's your yeah. moral compass? I don't care what if you're Catholic, Baptist, Presbyterian, Christian. I look at you for your moral compass. How yeah. do you treat me? How do you treat your friends? What do you stand for? Because I got to tell you, I've known plenty of good Catholics and good Christian people that yeah. rip me off in business. Oh, okay? yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. So that's a crock shit. Yeah. Yeah. Go I want to know how you are as a person. Don't don't hide behind a facade uh, of saying I'm this good person when sometimes they're being extremely hypocritical. Oh, yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I look at just a person's moral compass. You know, if you believe in something good on you. You know, um, I, I don't preach to people. I, 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 some people I have in the past, like you need to find something in your life that gives you some stability. When all else fails, you can draw on strength from that. And so, um, but yeah, man, it's a very unique thing. And I, I will tell you, um, um, 
I, uh, I almost put that in my book, like in more detail about that, but I only had so many words mm-hmm. and I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. Cause I could have wrote a whole freaking chapter on it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I talk about my mom in my book, how she inspired me. And that was the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, even to this day, dude, the loss, like, you know, I'm a grown ass freaking man. Um, if I talk about my mom too much, I'll start crying. Like straight you up, that's, that is how bad it affected me. Like it, it ripped my core out. And and just on another note, I'd, I'd like to ask you this question because I don't even sure. know the answer. Sure. But what do you think is worse? Losing something, somebody on that, oh, by the way, they're gone. Or knowing somebody, hey, they've got a terminal illness and they've got six months to live. Oh, it's the instantaneous. That's anything you can't prepare for is going to be worse. And I've talked to people about this and other people like, no, sitting around knowing somebody's going to die. You're like, yeah, but you've got time to talk and have closure and spend time with them and tell them you love them. And like, you know, just like when, you know, when, when I lost my friend, Mike, in that helicopter Mm -hmm. accident, you know, I love the guy to death, man. Talk to him every day, except Sundays. You said wear a jacket. Uh, you know, it's cold there. up there. Yeah, I mean, I was. I mean, we were both there at the end. I mean, at the crash site, and you know, you, the last thing I said to the fucking guy was, "I hope you dress for him." Yeah, I mean, you know, I got off the bird, he got on, and poof, five minutes later, it crashed. I mean, I personally think that's the worst when you don't have closure. And I'd like to end this this podcast on a really good note. And and I know, you know, we talk about a lot of things and throw things out there and you're a type A guy and I'm a type A guy and we, you know, we've got our hardcore side, but I would like to say this to who's ever listening. Um, we live in a crazy world, you know, uh, it can be over like that. You know, like the other day I was driving in the rain and an 18 wheeler literally crossed into my path. I had a slam on my brakes and I went off the road in my truck it, that fast. Here's what I'll tell you. If you've got people in your life, whether they're male or female, and you care about them, tell them every day, because you know what? You may not get that opportunity some morning when you wake up, like right. yourself or myself. And then what do you do? Amen. Well, let me tell you what you do. You carry it around for the rest of your freaking life, like luggage. The last seven days I had spent with my brother, I was I was very upset at him because I, he was 27, I was 23. I felt he wasn't working towards sort of getting his act back together. And I won't go into detail, that's private. But I, I felt he could have been doing, and me being just gotten into medical school, again, type A, just like, right. was right. you know, nut up, grab your balls. And and right. I, to the point where I remember I, I told him like months leading up to it, I was like, hey, man, if you don't start like working harder, I, I remember telling him, I'm going to like, I'm going to give you the silent treatment. And I remember telling him, I was like, because... I need to distance myself from you because if something eventually bad happens, I was like, I need to protect myself. And finally something snapped like, like a week before and it wasn't going to be a permanent thing, but I was just like, Hey man, I was like, get your shit together. And I'm, I'm not going to talk to you about it until then. Hopefully me cutting you off. It's because right. you and I were best friends right. Right. and for like a week, you know, at first we both kind of clashed for like a day, but then for like the next week he would come up to me and be like, Hey man, do you want to go watch a movie? Hey man, do you want to go shoot? Hey, look at this funny video. Right. And I would just, I just like wouldn't look up for my book. And in my mind, I was like, I'm giving him tough love and it's going to work. And he was like, Hey man, do you want to go watch this? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Never fucking never made up with him, man. And, 
you see what I mean, though? It, that's what I'm saying. For people that are listening, still, it's a tough. It's, it's kind of hard to explain, and, and that's a monkey that you really, you know, you can swap them off your back, but the son of a bitch will jump back on you because you you rewind it in your mind. Oh, I wish I should have, would have. And I talk about that in my book, the what ifs. Yeah. If you live that what if life, that kind of shit will drive you crazy. But I think Tom, the thing that you and I can tell people is, don't let that happen to you. Yeah, learn from this. And that's... Learn from our mistakes, you know, uh, you know, and yeah, if somebody would have told me, and by the way, Joe, uh, tomorrow at noon, your mom's going to be dead. What? I'd be like, oh my God, like, what would yeah. you say to this person? Yeah, you know? it's, it's... you've got the time to do it now. And there's nothing, I'm going to tell you this too, man. There is nothing unmasculine about telling a friend, a male friend, that you love them. Doesn't mean you're gay. I tell all my friends I love them. I've texted. Exactly. I text Dale. Don't say that. Like really? I text Dale. Dale's Dale's twenty eight years older than me. I've never met him in my life. Dale's in fucking Delta saying. Force. I'll text Dale. Love you, brother. Yeah, but dude, you'd be surprised how many guys get kind of weird about that. Well, you know what? And, Whatever. You know, I'd rather them be weird. I'd rather be weird and express my love than ever, exactly, than man, ever exactly. go hey, through what I went read through. Read my lips. I'm a heterosexual male. For those of you, who, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I don't go the other way. But I do tell my, I do I tell, tell my, my wife and friends I love them. Dude, There's I, nothing wrong with that. I've been working uh, at a liquor store for three weeks. I fucking hugged my male coworkers. Just love you, brother. Because yeah, I don't ever want to experience that's a, what that's I see. That's actually side of a, a guy who's in touch with himself and don't give a shit. Just comfortable with himself. Yeah, I don't care. Like, you don't like I don't it, give a fuck. Shit. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I tell everyone I love them, man. It's, but, um, but yeah. yeah. And I appreciate you sharing that story, dude. I can tell it's very, very sensitive. It's a raw spot. Well, hey, man, I you appreciate know, you. For a long, long time. Dude, I'm 55. I lost my mother when I was in 11th grade. I thought you were 40. No, 55. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I knew Dale was like 56 or 57. I thought. He's a year older than I am. I th- yeah. God damn. Hey, man, that's a testament to working out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were in your fucking four. No bullshit, dude. I legitimately, I was always really? like, I was, I, no, I'm not. Again, hey man, if you're a girl, if you're a girl, I'd be lying through my teeth and be like, I thought you were. Tw- I legitimately uh, thought you were like 40, 45, 45 tops. God damn, son. God damn, son. I'll be fifty six. I'll be fifty six in December. Jesus Christ, dude. Yep. You're five yeah, years I, younger than my dad. Yeah. What the but fuck? The point, hey. The point is, it still affects me to this day. Sure, you know? sure. It's, and, um, and that's okay because I draw strength from it. But, got it. Um, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Well, dude. I, um, I, same with you. Know, you. I appreciate, I appreciate and, you. Know, it takes a real man to, to talk about stuff like that because it does hurt and you're exposing yourself, but that's how you learn. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's how you learn and you grow and you become a better person and learn from your mistakes. Like, you know what? If I could rewind time, I might have done that different. And, you know, same with anything yeah. else yeah like, i mean dude that that was 2014 i didn't yeah, tell that any, wasn't that long ago I, man. Told, I didn't tell my parents until last summer august 2019 yeah yeah i, I told dale and i've told you and now anyone yeah. listening to the that's yeah, yeah it's 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 right there man but to wrap this bitch up don't learn from what i'm saying learn from what ted is saying and the last sentence of my review the lone operator make sure you don't operate alone learn from this shit don't just if you're going to stub your toe, at least remember where the rock is. Learn yeah, from yeah. my mistakes. Learn from your long history yes. and denied units. For anyone listening, if you ever play the video games Black Ops and Black Ops 2, that literally in the beginning of the missions, it says the name that allegedly you may or may not have been a part of. 
So it's a uh, oh, oh and, and, you always do that to me. <laughs> yeah, and oh, I was gonna say, and Annie Jacobson's book, Surprise Kill Vanish, is all about that, and it's all. So if anyone wants to know, but uh, you, obviously, I don't know what you're talking. About. I don't know even. I don't even know. What? Look at the time. I, I looks. I got. I what? Look at that. It's uh, it's America o'clock. Joseph uh, Ted. I. Well, I practice what I preach. I love you, brother. Thank you for coming on. And, hey, um, thanks again for the interview, man. It's always and, a pleasure, Tom. Hey, um, see you. Yeah, in- hey, let me know when you um, when you post the one with this guy you're getting on next. I'm gonna watch it's it tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, fr- yes, Friday is gonna be a good one. And uh, yeah, that's you, gonna be really interesting. You and Dale, yeah. soon enough. Joseph Ted, I thank you for your service, sir. Thank you for being a wonderful American and providing safety for dipshits like me to have a podcast. Thanks, brother. Stay safe, man. Love you, man. Love you too, buddy. Peace.